The Guardian. Support for this podcast comes from Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes creating a professional website for your business, personal brand or portfolio so easy, it's newsworthy. Go to squarespace.com and use the offer Guardian to get 10% off. As the season of literary log rolling draws to its close, we take a satirical look at eight of the year's big books with The Guardian's John Crace and try to digest what they reveal about the state we're in at the end of 2014. Today's digested read is My Revolution, the political manifesto we've all been waiting for, from the unlikely hero who has redefined the term soapbox for the gogglebox generation. Yes, it's Russell Brand. And be warned, this satirical rendering contains strong language. So there I am being grilled by Paxo, literally the most pants-shittingly scary interviewer in the world. And he says, what do you want? And I say, I don't know. And he says, you must know. So I say, I want to have a revolution. And he says, what kind of revolution? I say, hang on, dude, I haven't got that far yet. What do you think I am? Some kind of philosopher? I'm just an ordinary bloke from Essex who happened to take a load of smack a while ago and has talked about little else since. Anyway, I went home to a couple of chicks. That's one of the things about being a star. You get all these chicks who want to fuck you. And for a while, it's great, but then it's not. But anyway, back to these chicks. And they also say to me, what kind of revolution do you want? And I say, why don't I flip you over and we try that kind of revolution? But when I'm finished... That's not the kind of revolution I want either. Did I mention that I used to take tons of smack and steal stuff and it was all really heavy-wevy? And that got me thinking about how I used to do a lot of drugs. And now I don't. And I realised that's what I really want. It's for everyone to feel the deep inner connectedness that me and my mate Bob felt when we did this ayahuasca trip and channeled the spiritual transcendence of the planet Gamma before doing this mega Technicolor Vom with tons of carrots over the yoga mat. I'm not saying I believe the conspiracy theories about the CIA and 9-11, but there's no smoke without fire. And what about the third tower that never was? You know what I'm saying. Did I tell you about my smacky-whack addiction and that what I really think is that none of us is yet fully spiritually aware enough to understand the mystery of the deep mysteries of the universe? Fuck off, you thick, talented geezer who's prostituted himself on the high altar of celebrity. I can hear you say, should I tell you about that time I was in the back of a limo with Tom Cruise on the way to the Oscars? Ah, Hollywood, you brazen temptress, you. What do you know about revolutions? Why don't you just take your skinny ass off and write bookie work free instead of doing nothing less than trying to overthrow the whole of capitalism? And I can admit, I thought about it, as I'd already trousered a splendiferous amount of cashy-washy as an advance that in my previous soiled life as a heroin addict would have had my knobby wob throbbing with anticipation. As I write this, Britain, this failed concept of a country, is on life support. And the reason is money. Some people have too much of it and some people have too little. And it's not fair because that's not what God wants. I know that semi-conscious primate Dickie Dawkins thinks there's no God, but I know there is because I've been in touch with the divine ever since I looked in the mirror when I gave up drugs and he told me that money is a total bummer. So what we need to do is to get rid of all money and then everyone would have the same amount. That's not hard to understand, is it? There's this new book by a bloke called Thomas... 
Pickety Witch or something. I haven't read it because it's a bit long and there was nothing about me in it, but I've heard it's quite good. The Queen is just this ordinary chick, so she needs to stop being a Queen. It's quite tempting to kill her, but my new karma won't allow me to. I will let her live after all, as long as she pays her way with the money we won't be using. Some posh tosser said I should read some Orwell, so I did. And what I discovered is that young Eric was exactly the same as me, apart from having taken the golden brown. And he would have said, come on, russy wussy baby, let's hold hands. Get this revolution thing done by going on a journey to a oneness with the source of this groovy, woovy, electromagnetic realm floating in the cosmos of nothingness and someness. And maybe if we just say a couple of prayers and don't vote, then everything will be okay. Don't ask on me, I never said I had the answers. I just want my own little revolutionary wooshinery and if I can make some money out of it, so much the better. Let them eat, gattoey wattoey. Thank you. Chris Moran reading John Crace's digested version of My Revolution by Russell Brand. With me to punch it out are critic Alex Clark and Simon Hattonstone, who interviewed Brand on publication. Simon, I'm going to put you on the spot now. You wrote... This book is a classic brand, potpourri, brilliant and infuriating, part travelogue, memoir, rant, riff, a call to arms, and ultimately to love. I found that that ultimately to love very interesting. Well, the ultimately to love was, you know, as so often with things brand, uh, they change midway through the process. And this was written well under the influence of Jemima Khan, whom he was in love with. And if you read the first edition of it, there's a fantastically florid um, thank you to Jemima, who this would have been impossible without for the brilliance, beauty, etc, etc. But unfortunately, they split up shortly um, before it was published. So Russell took offence then when I suggested that it was inspired by love and said it was in fact inspired purely by his politicky wiki, 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 wicks. The way that John has written this makes it sound as if it's written in a stream of consciousness. Is it really written like that? To be honest, I couldn't tell the difference between uh, John's and the real thing, uh, except for there's more Thomas Piketty wickety in the real thing. So, yeah, there is a huge element of stream of consciousness, and there's some lovely kind of Russell Brand sentences, and there's some quite appalling ones. I mean, I just remembered from the notes I was making as I was uh, reading it, and there was stuff that was just so treacly, your teeth started falling out as you were reading it. Um, this is one bit where it says the spiritual revolution the revolution we're about to realise will be fast because the organisms are in place all that needs to shift is consciousness and that's not the worst actually the worst is when he says he liked Alistair Campbell because he was liberated from the materialistic projections of anatomical humans who I now see as a refracted projection of one supreme consciousness and uh, no that isn't a joke Alex I described him as an unlikely hero. He's done some really quite bad things, hasn't he? Well, I suppose one of the most prominent and and that sticks in our minds is is Saxgate, his prank calls to Andrew Sachs, um, that of course, you know, landed the BBC in a whole load of hot water, uh, from which in a way it's kind of still recovering. You know, its determination that such a thing would never happen again really had a kind of profound effect on it. Um, Yes, he's done all sorts of things and a lot of of what characterises the way he behaves, I think, is his determination to kind of have it both ways he wants to be for example at the GQ awards but he also wants to slag off one of their sponsors while he's there Um, and he's that sort of bad boy that it's very very difficult to think of a sort of bad girl equivalent for example he seems to get away with an awful lot by playing this kind of um, 'er ne'er-do-well fop cheeky boy from Essex 
One of the things I found interesting about him is that people who think they hate him, of which there are many, often when they meet him, they're taken in by him, even if it's only temporarily. So I remember uh, one of the finest editors of The Guardian, who sadly had left recently, who's the last woman on earth you would expect to either like him, admire him, or be attracted to him, came out and said, God, he's gorgeous, isn't it? Um, I love him. And that was kind of both you know, his skill with words and his looks. But I think it's quite as easy to go off him again. One of the things that's really interested me about this book is the way that it's actually just almost immediately become totally mediated. You know, you read it, you're told what to think about it in a sense, people are for it, people are against it. He's either saving the voting system, inspiring disaffected youth, or he's its terrible antithesis. Um, It just makes no sense, really, the fact that we're only reacting to him in a way as a kind of cipher. I thought he got slightly unfair kicking in the reviews because I think in a lot of the reviews they got traditional Labour people to review him like, you know, kind of someone like David Aronovich and people who are kind of have decades within the party system as traditional kind of liberal lefties. But I think it is also pretty appalling at times. Well, there's nothing there, right? But it's, it's, he's he that. goes and sees people who are interesting and he talks about interesting things, but in the end it's a load of spiritual airy-fairy bollocks. You know, he wants a revolution, but in the end he doesn't want to hurt people. Well, I also think he doesn't know what a revolution is, in a way. He doesn't understand what a revolution is in, in actual sort of political terms. No, he, he doesn't. And he wants to do it. He wants a revolution and I think he genuinely dislikes capitalism and he genuinely wants to change things, but he wants to do it like it's like a 12 steps revolution. Yeah, and it is a book of an addict you know everything about it is based on addiction you know and he constantly refers back to his heroin days his shagging days his stand-up days and they're all addictions and this latest bit is also you know politics is now an addiction revolution's an addiction for a while he may have given it up well read my revolutions and make up your own mind it's published by cornerstone thanks to john crace simon haddenstone alex clark and the brilliant chris moran For more great downloads, go to theguardian.com slash audio.